Okay, guys, Splendid Torch Podcast. After much harassment, we are back. It's harassment, and folks, I don't know if you understand that it's the summer and certain people go away on vacation. Yeah, dude, I got to tan my feet. You have to. Come on. Nah, dude, we uh, we tried. Yes. We tried last week. Technical difficulties. And we were uh, defeated by technology yet yes. again. It's not the first time. We did have a little staff meeting. Luckily, this little... time, we did. That was good. Yeah. I didn't bring the friggin' SD card to the recorder. <laughs> now, the good news is I recognized that before we recorded because some of the best podcasts we've ever had were, we're never not recorded. <laughs> so at least we're learning. We're getting there. But we'll get it, there was, eventually. it was good because, you know, it's it's tough, man. I, I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. So you would think summertime is like relaxation. It's and, not. It, it's fucking crazy because yes. one's going to camp and one and camp is like an hour and a half long and that's not camp it's not it's that's, drop off it's crazy yeah so you know I carve out a little bit of time to finally get back on the podcast and we get here I don't have the SD card but I drove all the way out here you're here and we got to maximize our time together staff we did a staff meeting me and curriculum Tony. yeah yeah meeting of the minds and we carved out some curriculum stuff we sharpen the axe so to speak which honestly is way more valuable than, than us podcast. bullshitting yeah. for one hour yes. however we're here let's bullshit for one hour let's do it what's going on man nothing much you know all is well yeah all is well we uh did a little visit on so the weedify is and i'll just start off with that weedify is pretty awesome the outreach that you get to have you get to you know meet new people uh with all the same mindset and it's all jujitsu so yeah. you get to train with different different people, and like I I was telling you, the place we were at was it was basically a mat room. It was really small, maybe 40, 50 students, uh, tough guys for sure. It, it sounded yeah. like when you described it, it didn't sound like an environment for a fifty four year old man to be subjecting himself. Are you fifty four? Fifty three. Don't age me, oh, man. Sorry. I got like sorry. a couple months. Let me hang on to my Ute. My bad. <laughs> but it was. Uh, I mean, they were all younger for the most part. Younger guys. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you have one guy that's getting ready to go into uh, Ranger School. Other guys was in going through SEAL training and yeah, stuff. So they're like all that. lunatics. Yeah, pretty much. You're subjecting but, yourself to. Yeah, but Alex himself was like state level wrestler. Was uh-huh. a Division one wrestler. Um, and what was cool was he was in France. Uh, he's from French, Fran- French. He's from France originally, so he speaks French mm-hmm. fluently. And he was over there doing some jujitsu stuff. And he flew back Monday, five fifteen, goes home, grabs his stuff, and then meets us at his school. Oh wow! Yeah. Who, well, who could turn down a chance to, to beat me you? up? <laughs> Smart guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You said like a bunch of like-minded people, and. Uh, that sometimes that's a stretch. When we say we're all like like-minded people on the mat, for example, our advanced class sometimes we have sixty people. Yes, we're not very much like-minded, and no. we could not be more different, right? Like from our political beliefs to, you know, our worldview to the friggin' movies and the music that we like. When you say we're like-minded, are you saying you saw Barbie? You can admit it, dude. Apparently, Barbie's it's like supposed an adult. To be really awesome. Like Melissa was like, yeah. "Should we go see Barbie?" I was like, "I don't." I, there's I don't like a foot so. fetish <laughs> scene. I don't think this is for the girls. Um, but man, when you say we're a bunch of like-minded people, you're not jiu-jitsu. Talk, you're talking we just about jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and then all the things that that entails. Yes, like all the 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 trigger trigger warning, guys. 
All right. So you've been warned. So if you're going to still listen, you might be triggered. <laughs> when we say like we're like minded and all the and all the things jujitsu entails, it's we hold ourselves to high personal standards. Yep. We adopt a lot of personal responsibility. We like to get after it and challenge ourselves. Yes. We, you know, like to uh, be in the trenches, as we like to say, because, you know, we are living through a time of the comfort crisis mm -hmm. where life is so goddamn comfortable all the time that we're suffering all these terrible physical and mental ailments. Yes. That was the trigger part. It was. And it's true. And that's, a, again, that's one of the beautiful things of jujitsu. I'll say it this time. Nailed it. Is, you know, what you're in some uncomfortable situations. And I don't mean the butt of Professor Al's jokes. I mean, but Professor Al on top of you. Oh, God. You know. You don't get used to that. He, no, you he don't. He dripped uh, sweat in my mouth a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and you just, he's been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. He's been doing it for 10 years. Just, you just, you never get used to it. So, you know, like I, I, you know, I try to kick his ass. I can, but like I can at least sweep him. I get on top and I'm not as sweaty as he is, but I'm like shaking my head. And I yeah, got him. I dripped right in his face. I'm like, you got it. You do what you, you like that, do. dude. Did you like that? <laughs> little payback for 10 years of yeah. this. Um, I was, I was driving in. I was listening to um, the Tim Ferriss podcast, which I don't do as much anymore. I haven't listened to him in a he long was time. An, I was like, uh, he was early one of on, the first. Dude, he was one of the first. So yeah. I was listening. I remember foam rolling for like three hours at a time at the old townhouse when we first opened the <laughs> academy because I had no kids and I had all the freedom in the world yeah. getting ready for night classes because we didn't have a million classes every day and I'd be foam rolling for like three hours and every day I would just listen to Tim Ferriss and then slowly over time he just became so fucking pretentious yes and like obnoxious with the way he speaks yes I couldn't bear it yeah but he does have access to like the best and the brightest minds. So it's like minds. you kind of just got to choke it Grand down parent. and listen to it. And one of the good things they do now is they do like a recap where they'll just cherry pick the best clips mm -hmm. and uh, you don't have to hear him talk. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's the best of both worlds. And this woman um, was talking about like tribe pretty much. Yeah. And like uh, all the, the ailments in a society that, that becomes like too distanced. Right, and that's pretty much what she was talking about. But she used this phrase that really hit home because it resonated with me. She called it toxic individuality. So we, we kick around the idea of toxic masculinity. That's you know we that's stupid. Um, I think there's like a. So you'd probably agree that like healthy masculinity is very much lacking. Yes. Anyway, that aside, the idea of of toxic individuality. So she was talking about how like, especially our culture, it's it's all driven towards the individual mm -hmm. and and all the downstream negative effects of that are really manifesting right now and anytime i hear something like that it, it really it reinforces the idea of what we have here yeah you know like the idea of tribe and community and just being a part of something and it, it's really good timing because one of the things that i was thinking about on vacation like i was gone for a while two weeks I was I was on for vacation for two weeks. Like the first week, we were bumming, so we, we did a couple nights, and then we'd come back for a day and go, and then we did our full week where I completely unplug and like I really get to to dive into like the deeper fucking recesses of my my mind. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that that hit me was like, don't you dare trivialize what we do here. You can't. And I was saying that to myself because I'm always thinking about how to make this better. Like how do, do we make the warm up different? Do we do we add like um 
like a student creed for the adults? Do we add, like, uh, do we recite the principles before class? Like, what, what can we do to make the experience more powerful and transformative? What can we do to make it more, um, like, uh, socially adhesive? All those kinds of things. And then part of my brain was like, don't get cheesy. Don't get corny. You know, like, we're just, we're coming in here to roll around. Like we're co- and then I was like, whoa, sh- stop right there. Don't you dare trivialize what we do. Exactly. Don't you dare trivialize because let's say we don't do any of those other things. And like we literally do just come in here and roll around. That's still, that's still such an incredibly rare thing for a person in today's society to do. To get out off your couch, to grab your gear, drive all the way here. A lot of times like in rush hour. Yeah. And to sit through a class where your attention span, like you're probably dying for me to stop talking right now. Like your people's attention span, they they'll sit and listen to us talk about fucking half guard for seven minutes. Yeah, intently, and then they're gonna drill with another human, which human contact is incredibly rare these days. We just got through like three years of like something. Yes, let's just leave it at yeah, that. Yeah. Which was road. pretty fucking goofy. Which but, is hilarious because when you go to like we went to the water park on vacation, all those stupid like high adhesive stickers that say like practice social distancing and like the foot marks on the ground they're still there yeah it's like when the archaeologists find that and they're gonna be like holy shit they were they were barbarians (laughs) oh they were they were morons yeah go ahead the thing that i was gonna say is uh so the and we've kind of touched on it before but it's it impacts some of us to this day the distance that was created between children Mm. Now you're dealing with children uh, getting ready to be young adults, I guess, yeah. you know, high schoolers. We're seeing that here, too. Trust me when but I thank say. God, thank God they have parents who are like, yes. have them in jujitsu. Yes. And you're dealing with the things where certain kids are, they're dealing with the fact that I can't go in there. I can't be around all these people. It's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, look. But. We're going to be dealing with that for a while. And that that's the damn shame. I don't know if I told thing. you this. And I, I would never say who, but we, we've got a student here, and he's like, you know, in the Junior Sharks, and he's one of the older ones in Junior mm-hmm. Sharks. And you know me, man, before class, especially on Tuesdays and Saturdays when every single kid is on one wall, yeah. and I get to do the mat chat to everybody, and then we split up. I always walk the wall. I high-five everybody. Yeah. Hey, how's summer going? What have you been doing? Oh, your hair looks funny. Like with All little, little in, engagements with the kids. I get to the end of the line, the kid won't slap. I put my hand up for a high five. He won't do it. And I thought he was kidding. I'm like, ha ha, give me a, what, you too cool? Yeah. And he shakes his head no. I'm like, dude, sl- give me a high five. Yeah. He's like, I can't. I'm like, why? He goes, COVID. Mm-hmm. This was this was a month ago. Yeah. 2023. I'm like, holy shit, the kid's being serious. Yeah. I'm like, will you do a fist bump? He goes, how about elbows? I'm like, dude, Mind you're mind. about to do, we're doing the mount. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be mounted in, in, seven minutes yeah how long is it going to take for that to be undone a very long he wouldn't slap my hand yeah that's that little morsel that gets stuck in the back of the mind that no matter what 10 years from now he's going to be like shaking his head going what the dude i still get nervous at 3 30 p.m every day yeah. like when 30 3 30 rolls around i have a little anxiety i'm like i look at my watch i'm like oh it's 3 30 that's when my dad used to come home from work <laughs> and like i'd be scrambling like shit i gotta do the dishes i gotta like put my i'm gonna get fucking yelled because yeah. i didn't do any of my chores yeah. I, it's it's in there it's ingrained it's in yeah. my dna so you gotta think and i do this i don't want to make this a 
COVID podcast. No, but and, and it's not. It, we're talking more about the mental. We're talking about the the the, the cohesion. Connect, yeah, the connectivity. Connectivity. Yes. So yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's a thing that we're gonna we as a society have to work on, and we're it is not encouraging them to stay. Okay, you just stay in your room. It's okay. No, get the hell out of your room. Go do shit. Yeah, you, that's really what it is. Go and to jujitsu. Go to jujitsu. You know, how about this? Go outside and kick a ball around. A lot of the kids do. Yeah. A lot of these kids do. We have it so, feels I, really we dude, this place is becoming a throwback and it's funny. Right on the side because I'm grass looking out beat up. The grass it looks like the sandlot. Yes. It, it does. used to be luscious <laughs> <laughs> like lush green pastures and you know, we have a dozen kids go out every day. After they got done training, they go out and play ball. While they're post patterns. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. It's really cool to see. We'll be driving and Melissa will see kids on a bike and yep. she goes every time. She goes, I just love seeing kids on bikes. Yes. Which is weird because, I don't know, 20 years ago, all you saw were kids on bikes. Kids on bikes. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We have our neighbor, the kid's kind of like, kind of, okay, he's an asshole. But, like, my wife says, she goes, but you know what? They're always outside. That says a lot about that. That says a lot. They're not, they're not, not outside on their Game Boy or yeah, whatever they're playing. They're, playing. Hey, they're still assholes, but at least they're yeah, outside. Yeah, but at least they're outside being assholes. I remember when I was younger. Even when I was like in high school, whenever the end of school would roll around, you would start hearing like the radio announcements and you'd see bumper stickers on the on the buses. It would say, school's out, be careful, watch for kids. Yeah. You don't see that shit anymore. Because no, now don't. it's like school's out, you're not going to see a, a kid until September. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I got to tell you, so like uh, Ramblewood, um, right up the street in Mount Laurel there, they just, cl they closed the pool down. And we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. There was Why? a group of us. So Ron Jaworski, the ex-Eagle quarterback, uh, he bought the golf course and the swim club. Then, for whatever reason, decided to shut the pool down. And it was right around COVID, I think he did it. And us old friends, we were just talking. We're like, man, that was our summer. Yeah. If we weren't down the beach, we weren't down the shore, we were every day, noon, you were at Ramble Country Club. You were, whether you're just – you know, mess around with your buddies, you're swimming, you're, you know, they had the Olympic pool, we'd swim the Olympic pool, do a bunch of laps there, going to the high dive, doing stupid stuff off the high dive. And they never reopened, huh? And they never reopened. And uh, we were golfing for, uh, I forget what it was, it was a cancer event we did, a group of us did, uh, the morning guys and stuff. So I, I golfed with Justin and his dad, and uh, Nachursky and I did it. And we were coming up the on the blue course, the end of the blue course, and you go right by the golf where the pool was, and it's all mowed over. You start over. crying. Yeah, you get a little Wait, sentimental. Wait, filled it in? It's like filled in, yeah. Oh, and Jesus. now it's just plowed over. There's just nothing there. And I'm like, there was so much stuff there. I mean, from eating the stupid hamburgers and ice cream sandwiches, you know. Yeah. But they had like five pools there. And that's where we spent our summers. We were always there. Riding our bikes there, you know, before we had cars, you ride your bike over to golf course to go to go to the swim club. That was a thing, and now that's gone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it needs to be replaced with something. But what is it? I don't know. I don't know. But um, it was an interesting podcast because she talks about all the different ways that we are getting driven further and further apart. And Separation that, is becoming too status quo. Yeah, that's why is. you're going to see a huge uptick in camaraderie here in the academy after battle at the beach i guarantee it happens every it always year. always happens yeah and this year particularly we've got and, and here's the thing you never know 
Like, I can have 80 people say they're going to Battle at the Beach and 20. 10 show up. <laughs> yes. Uh, last year, I think, might have been the first time where I had, like, you know, 30 people say they were going and, like, 60 showed up. Yeah. So I got a feeling it might be more like that. Like, it seems like a lot of people are going to compete. Yeah. Which is great because I got a feeling that most people are going to compete because they feel comfortable since so many of their teammates are doing it. Yeah. So it's like a, you know, a big group effort. But what is it that about jujitsu that creates such tight bonds and this strong camaraderie? It's not that we're, we're just here together, that, although that's part of it. That is part it's of we're it. here together doing a very difficult thing, mm-hmm. very scary thing yeah. for a lot of people. And Battle at the Beach is going to be that times 10, times 20. Yeah. So you know everybody's going to drive down together. You're going to weigh in. You're, gonna, uh, you're definitely going to flock towards your teammates because yeah. you're kind of in like this weird, yeah. it's not enemy territory, but there's definitely a lot of measuring going on. Like yeah. you're fucking eyeing everybody up and down. You're watching other academies, how they carry themselves. Like, oh shit, they look kind of mean. Oh, they look like a bunch of, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then like, that's what you're going to do the whole yeah. time. And you're going to be fucking terrified for hours before your match. And you're gonna crack like like gallows humor jokes with yeah. your teammates, and when it comes time to go, they're gonna help you warm up, and they're gonna corner you, and they're gonna console you if you lost, they're gonna congratulate you if you win, mm-hmm. and you're gonna form these bonds with everybody yeah. that go so deep, whether you're competing or not. or not. I still, man, we still have some pictures that always pop up on the timeline where like there's a group of us. Warming up. You got Brando. You got Brian. You got uh, Dom when he was with us. Yeah, Gallagher. Gallagher. Oh, and we're just on the mat warming up. And, but I, I look back at those and I'm like, man, that was awesome. Yeah, you'll never like forget. Like when we did the first one. When we did the first Team McHugh competition, that was the Naga and Broomall. Yeah. And we had that team picture at the end. And nobody knew who we were. But everybody, and, and then you hear, oh, Wow. Who's these guys? Yeah, you guys made a made a big made impact. an impression. Jim Dickinson, Jimmy double gold. D, Jimmy D has taken everybody down. <laughs> Never wrestled in his double life. Double legged, double legged everybody. But you know, we look back at that, and it's like that that those bonds carry today. That's why when Al Cook comes to visit, we're like, man, always, dude. Yeah. We we iron sharp, sharpens iron. You know? Yeah, it's that, and it's just there's a whole element of trust. Yeah, there's just trust. That's yeah. like why, why are soldiers who are embedded together so damn tight? And of course, that is a, an entirely different yeah. level but, of this. But it's but it's it's, it's not. a good example. The cover of what your we're six is a big deal. We know, 100%. we know how do how did Al Cook cover my six? He beat the crap out of me at comp class every Friday to make sure I was ready. Yeah. Reach out, hey, how you doing? How you feeling? You know, all you guys reach out, hey, how you going? How you feeling? Ready for this? And just the obvious goodwill. They just shoot goodwill your way. Yeah. Like the day that you're going to compete, it's just nothing but good vibes. And yeah. like you can just feel that they're here for you. You got this. You got this. You got, and you know, when you can, so if you've never competed and it's your first time, you're going to step into, uh, what is it, the AC Convention Center there or the uh, Wildwood Convention Center. You're going to see the 16 mats. Yep. You're going to see all these people, and you don't know any of them. But you're going to know your teammates. And yeah. you're going to be going, holy shit, there's actually stands here. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna watch it. You're not, you're not going to be the first match. Somebody's going to be the first match, yeah. but it's not going to be you. Yes. And you're going to watch your teammate, and that's going to give you a good idea, like where you stand, what yep. to expect. There's 
you put yourself in the, in their shoes for a brief moment. Yeah, it it's, gets it's nervous. Really powerful. You get nervous, but the one thing you can Dude, always I'm, rely. I'm just gonna be coaching this year. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I'll yeah. see. How I feel tonight. I might pull the trigger. You may pull the trigger, but, but just that's coaching, you get nervous as shit. I I feel I feel I feel worse coaching than I do when I'm competing. There's a lot of like pent up energy. Yeah, a lot of potential energy, not kinetic. The anxiety is, I want our students to succeed and no matter what it is, whether it's confronting the demon of just stepping on the mat, yeah. which is a huge undertaking for many people stepping on the mat. That's huge. And then slapping hands, fist bumping and going. Let's be honest. All right. Let's be honest and transparent. It's like gladiator. The, the truth is this. We want everybody to win. Yeah. We want everybody to win and everybody wants to win. And it's not bullshit when we say our view of you doesn't change if you win or lose. Absolutely. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But like let's remove ourselves from like the mentorship and like the leadership and the the instructor kind of role for a second and look at it just as we'll call it like the top brass, like mm -hmm. the curriculum makers and the the yeah. structure creators here. We want to see proof of concept. Yes, exactly. You know That's exactly. What I mean? it. Yeah. Like so So we're rooting for our like we've, we we've gone, we've gone, and sometimes like just the first five matches happen to just not be the best match, and yeah, and a lot of it is coincidence. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh shit, yeah. it's gonna be a long day, yeah. and then the next eighteen matches we demolish everybody. Yeah, it's just funny because you're on kind of like on the edge of your seat until you you see us land the first like couple arm bars. You're like, all right, okay, all is well. All right, we don't have to overhaul the entire <laughs> system. Like we're. <laughs> we're we're good to go. <laughs> you know, like last year, it was the same thing. Like every time, because jujitsu is always evolving, right? And luckily, we've got we got battle here. Who's always at the tip of the spear? There's the spear. there's never going to be anything that comes out that he's not privy to. Mm -hmm. But you you and I we're junkies too. Yeah. Like there's we watch every competitive match, and we're like, all right, this is where the state <laughs> of the art is. Yes. There's nothing that we don't know. Yeah. But you don't know what you don't know exactly until you see it, you know. And it's always good when we go down on mass. Like you don't really get the idea from a super fight or like some yeah. or one of these obscure tournaments where three guys go. Yeah. But when you go to Battle at the Beach and it's been a year since a massive team showing, it just kind of lets you know if you need to make tweaks. And and we have in the past. Yeah. Like years ago, before COVID, uh, BC. We've gone down with like, you know, smaller groups, like nine, 10, 12 kids. Mm -hmm. And I've been like, oh shit, all right, I gotta re reevaluate re the way I'm yeah. teaching the kids. And I have. Yeah. And it, it's a great success. It is. And it, that just shows the progress. Did you see that clip I put up of Edward Chalk and Bianca training last night? No, I didn't see it yet. But Dude, any. Did you see them are, train? Are, Were you here last night? Did I see you? Who are you? Who are you? What am I doing here? Dude, so. Dude, anytime Bianca's on the mat, She's a beast. She's a beast. She's a beast. Ed and Bianca is literally a match in gasoline. Yeah, it's a match made in heaven because yeah. she, she's big, strong, explosive. Very explosive. She's been wrestling. She's tenacious. She's aggressive. Hell. Yes. And Ed is just unshakable. Yeah. Literally, when, when we get off, you can watch the clip because the funny thing is he looks like a poker player. Yeah. Like Bianca's being Bianca, like attacking him like yep. a pit bull with with like hot sauce in her eyes, <laughs> and he literally does like his. I don't even think he blinks. Like his face doesn't change, but he's going hard as hell. Tan as hell too. I gotta say, looking great. All yeah. that surfing, but he, dude, he enters. She's like smash passing, like like side smash. How, how she does? Yeah. 
he like sneaks underneath her, off balances, goes to sing leg X. So she's a beast. She stands up, tries to crush his legs. He sweeps her with it, with that single leg X sweep yeah. that we do. She's a beast. He tries to get on top. She Bursa. shoots. No, she no. shoots a deli heva hook, sweeps him like like the Gallagher hook, yeah. sweeps him, and then like starts to invert to like a crab ride. So Edward pulls one foot through to 50-50 and like locks her down. <laughs> it was nuts, dude. Yeah. I, I was just really blown away. Um. But anyway, what's the point of that? They're not. You're not gonna. I could put Edward out there with anybody. Yeah, they're so not gonna do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll put either of them. Yeah, it's just you know, I we're we're right there, dude. We're yeah. right there. And then you see places like, of course, AOJ. Their kids' program is the pinnacle. Yeah. And why is it the pinnacle? Well, because they recruit kids who are homeschooled, yeah. and that's all they friggin' do. Yeah. And it's it's like uh, the Yankees, like they recruit the best, and that's kind of how it goes. I don't want that. No, nor would you. Think of why should you? I don't. I mean, I get it. I do get it. I mean, look at Cole Abate. That's yeah. great. He's what? Eight, he just got his black belt. He's what, yeah. He's twenty. I think he's eighteen. Is he? He's eighteen. Yeah, he's the youngest you could be. I think. But I mean, he's been. I think you have to be nineteen to get your black belt. Is it? Who gives? Who's making up these who fucking cares? rules? I don't know. Whoever made up that rule, roll with Cole Bate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you tell me if Could he's be a black belt. Maybe it'd been Hickson in the great. Hickson's got Parkinson's. I dude. heard that, man. That's terrible. Yeah. That is terrible. Uh, Professor Steve was telling me he was talking to somebody and they told him he's got, he's bad. Yeah. But I mean, that's just, that's just terrible. Anytime. It's not a good way to. No. no, it's not. No. But you know, you get these guys They're, I mean, it's one thing like you see these guys that they get developed in the, in the, uh, what is it? The AAU basketball, whatever it is, real high level. Mm-hmm. It's basically a factory to get these kids through high school and into the pros. That's they're going to make fifty million dollars in the first hour and a half that they're in basketball. It's not the same thing with jujitsu. No. Which is, but I understand. I mean, I well, think jujitsu is better than my basketball, approach to it. Is this like how many people do we want to help? How many people do we want to help? Yeah. Well, the answer is as many as possible. Exactly. And how many lives do we want to change? As many as possible. As many as possible. Now, if you're playing a percentage game, I we could we could tighten up the curriculum and make it ridiculous. Yeah. Where it's just drilling and strategy and and very much sport jujitsu oriented. Mm-hmm. But man, like a class of fifty junior sharks is is gonna be six kids within three months. Yeah. Because it's just it's a very specific thing, and it's it, the demands are very different and very unappealing mm-hmm. for the vast majority of students. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm always so proud about of the very you know I mean I deflect, but I'm very proud of the fact that we're gonna go to Naga in a week and a half, and we're gonna smash people, mm-hmm. and everybody's gonna know who the hell we are. Yeah. And we're gonna make a statement, and we're probably gonna win the team title. And we don't have a sport jujitsu specific curriculum. Exactly. You know, one of the conversations we had, because uh, Drew Holmes went with us, uh, with Nachersky and I, uh, on the way up to uh, North Jersey on Monday. And we were just talking curriculum. And I said, the benefit of our curriculum, because it was brought up where people were poo pooing sport jujitsu. And I said, well, we don't teach sport jujitsu. Like if you look at our fundamentals. We also don't teach self-defense jiu-jitsu. But our level one in our fundamentals program is based off of, but not entirely. Yeah. So the idea is, and we've said it a hundred times, you get through to your blue belt. 
you get through to your junior grade belt and up, you're able to handle yourself in the schoolyard or the parking lot at Walmart. Yeah, here's here's a very important distinction though, Pete, because like I met a couple guys over the last couple of years who who do teach the traditional Gracie self Gracie one on one like the uh, it's the really cool. Like, it's cool to watch, um, and I like it. And when I watch it done really well, part of me goes, hmm, maybe maybe we should be doing a little yeah. bit more of that. But then the other part of me is like, no, because that's just kata. You're yeah. just fucking doing kata. Yes. So where we are, like right smack dab in the middle, we're maximizing concepts. So they know how to get to the mount. They know how to sweep. They know how to submit. They know how to take down. Create space. And you might be thinking, yeah, but they don't know how to block punches and shit. Well, they do a little bit. We yeah. do we do address that. But that's, you were in fights when you were a kid. Yeah. Y- you're going to get clipped a few times. Yep. And you're going to close the distance. Like, even if you fight with your hands at your side, which a lot of seven-year-olds do. Unbelievably. Which is crazy. But, man, I, when I was seven, eight years old and I was fighting, I would land 20, 25, 30 fucking punches. Yeah. And the fight just started yeah. and it's still going and the kids no worse for wear why because yeah. i'm seven because i'm seven <laughs> you know what i mean so we're smack dab in the middle with the personal trainer yet i was at karate dude i was yeah. i was doing straight punches yep. and i was punching as hard as i could i was seven yeah you know there's only so much damage you're gonna do um and they always end up in a headlock so we're we're maximizing how much concept that they're getting right so we paint in broad strokes as yes. we like to say and then it's it's important that the concepts are ubiquitous, meaning they cover as much ground as possible. Mm-hmm. So we could, from day one, Brush strokes, yeah. if, if we were more concerned with the outcome of you going to Naga in the gi, day one, we'd be teaching you collar and sleeve grip, feet and the hips, mm-hmm. transitioning to like X guard maybe, yeah. which you could get. I could get a six-year-old white belt to do. I could get a monkey to play X guard. Yeah. But you're not going to do that shit live. And even if you can, like, it'll serve you what? Twice a year when you go to Naga? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? What's the benefit? Yeah, what's the benefit? But, and I don't, it doesn't have to be specifically self-defense. If I have you just learn how to clinch, learn how to do a takedown, Mm -hmm. learn how to sweep, learn how to guillotine, learn how to take the back, I can put you in the schoolyard. And when, you know, Dickie Doom McGee tries to beat you up, you can kick his ass. I can send you down to Wildwood, and when like you know Tiger Shulman tries to just jump a guillotine, you're gonna pass the guard and smash. Yeah, we're we're covering all, all the, the bases. bases exactly, and and that was kind of the point was you know we're not strictly doing self defense, we're not doing sport jujitsu, well specifically in the fundamentals program, but you're learning a wide variety of skills that will benefit you in the long run you're learning how to control your body and somebody else that's the you know that was one of the i I was i was talking to a parent and they brought up their the kid had an interaction and this was outside of here i forget i don't even remember where it was at because i'm old but i he was talking about the kid was wrestling around with one of the neighbors and the neighbor was kind of had a little bit of skill set i guess and i said well first off your son or your child i forget if it was boy or girl has never had the opportunity to control or try to control another opponent mm-hmm. or another person. Well, I wrestle, I go, it's not the same. You're a parent. You're going to weigh over, and you're giving them positions. Yeah. We're talking when a kid is resisting, it doesn't want to, and is trying to have their way. Well, the only way to get your kid experiences that in that is to put them in a safe environment where there's maybe mats, 
Maybe padded walls. Maybe even a shark on that wall or a flag wall. Yeah, maybe a few instructors Who knows what's going on? And instructing them and helping them to learn those situations. Because whether they get into a fight in real life or not, those skills are going to benefit them in the long run. So when they go to meet somebody face-to-face for the first time, they're not cowering. Yeah, They're going, I could choke this son of a bitch. Yeah, and even if they can't choke this son of a bitch... They can. How they, many kids yeah. do we have here? You know, like in a, in a given class, like yesterday's level two class, we had like forty five. Forty five, easy. Out of all, out of those forty five kids, how many of them would you be confident you could unleash them on the playground and they would just demolish everybody? Well, I think Ryan Terry may need a little help, but besides <laughs> him, I think everybody. No, I would say let's For be the honest. Majority, I I'm, would no, say the I'm majority. saying like what percentage? Like the like like an Elaine type beating, probably like five or six. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, how many of those kids would you just be really happy? Like you'd be really happy if their parents came in tomorrow and they were like, "Look, you know, little like uh, little Petey got into a fight." Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, this kid really tried to kick his ass and you know, Petey didn't like mount him or guillotine him, but he, he controlled him. He stayed safe. Mm-hmm. How many kids on that mat would you have been happy with that outcome? The majority of them. Yeah. Like probably the like the, like a third of them. Yeah. And, and one of the things I, I love is that we've got the environment where parents are like, dude, my kid can't fucking protect himself. My kid can't even like walk in a straight line. We yeah. got to do something about this. They're here. Yes. And we got a couple kids who, a year ago, six months ago. Couldn't walk without they, hitting a wall. They couldn't walk without the mat monster <laughs> yes. tripping them. Tripping them. And, and now they're moving. They're fighting. Yeah. They look more confident. Like one kid that I'm really impressed with lately, really impressed with, is Colin. Yes. Dude, Colin, <laughs> the, uh, how far that freaking kid has come. And I'm, here's why I'm so impressed. He wasn't the most coordinated kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, he's a little bit bigger. So some of the things we teach, like butterfly guard, and, yeah. and like, he didn't have the hip flexibility. So he's just getting his guard passed. Yeah. And, like, you know, he's not that mobile yet, so he couldn't just recover. Mm-hmm. So he's getting, it looked like he was getting his ass kicked. But he never stopped smiling. Yeah. And at the beginning of the summer, I'm like, what are you doing this summer? You know what he told me? I'm going to try to get stronger. That's I'm going to awesome. try to get stronger. And I'm looking at him yesterday. I'm like, holy... I'm like, he slimmed out, dude. Like, yeah. he looks kind of... He's getting there. He looks kind of, like, yeah. meaty. Like, his shoulders are, are getting bigger, and his 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 midsection is getting smaller. Yeah. And guess what? how his jujitsu looks? He's getting a lot better. Dude, he's getting better, and he's got more fight in him, and I think he's got more of a twinkle in his eye. Yeah. It's just that is what Secret we call sauce. a success story. Yeah, yeah. A success story. This yep. kid started the summer. He said, I'm going to get stronger. He couldn't do a push-up three months ago. Yeah, he's, he's blasting through the warm-up, which is awesome. It's nuts, man. Yeah, it's really cool. We have we're lucky, but I, I want us to not measure ourselves by what Elaine, Ryan, Terry, and those guys can do. They're the one percent. That helps. Like I, yeah. I need to make sure like our like the most talented people, and we could say what it is. Yeah, I wish I was that talented when I was that age. Exactly. I want to be able to maximize their their talent versus their potential mm-hmm. and like. I, that's our job. Yeah. But I don't measure our success off of that. No. I measure our success off of like like what we can do with Colin, man. He's doing yeah. awesome. Look at Calvin. Yeah. Calvin. Not only is his mustache. I was just going to bring that up. Oh, my God. 
Dude, that kid has. He a- and Marson are like right there <laughs> with each other as far as mustaches go. And Zach, too. Dude, he's, he's really become like a beast of the program. Yeah. And it all started with the Kimura, of yeah, course. You, of course. I know, we got to love him because he's a Kimura guy. Yeah. But if you think back to a couple of years ago, like White Belt Calvin, he was just getting smashed. Yeah. But he had that look. And I talked about this kid, Tommy, all the time up at headquarters. Mm-hmm. And Ricardo would always be like, watch that kid. Yeah. He was, I'm like, he's getting fucking destroyed. Yeah. Ricardo, like, I got these kids are doing De La Hiva guard back takes. Carl's like, no, I don't give a shit. Watch that kid, Tommy. See what happens over a couple of years. That's Calvin. Mm-hmm. Getting his ass kicked, but just that look of determination. Yeah. Didn't smile much, still doesn't. Yeah. But he, he's like kind of unshakable. Yes. Just has that same stoic look, whether he's getting smashed or whether he's, whether he's ripping your arm off of the Kimura. Yep. And now he just has that thing, that ace up his sleeve where he knows no matter what's happening in the fight, he's like, if I get your I'm fucking wrist, it. if I grab your yep. wrist, I'm going to rip your shoulder off. Yeah. And I just, I, I'd love to sit down and have a long t- talk with him to really dig out what that does for him. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he might not realize yet, but he probably does. He's a smart kid. He's a smart kid, and he's getting to that age where I think he's starting to get more awareness. Yeah. You know, he, you know the kids. They get, they get to a you know, certain age, they don't, there's nothing. They're yeah. just, I'm here. I'm doing this thing. It's fun. We're going to, yeah. you know, joke around and stuff. But then they get to that that age, you know, like Jax's age to Ryan Terry's age to Keno's yeah. age and, 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 and Calvin's Jack, Jax is not very self-aware. He's just happy. He's a golden retriever. He, dude. <laughs> he's, he's a beagle. Jax, he's just happy. Jax is a Labrador. <laughs> no, beagles make a lot of noise. Jax doesn't even talk. <laughs> but they get to that age where they have the awareness and the understanding of, oh shit, what I've been doing for the past several years, this is really cool. Yeah. And, I probably wouldn't be who I was, who I am now, if I wasn't doing this stuff. Look at Fia. Fia's in high school now. Yeah, you know she's going to be a sophomore. It's hard to believe. Look at Sammy Terry. The older kids are right on. You know they're doing the adult classes. They're still sometimes they're in the kids' classes. Josh, you know, cool Chris, Jack. Yeah, man. these kids. They're, they're all the awareness, confidence, and it all started off with them going, "Hey, I'm just here on the mat." To look where they are now, where they're going. Wow, I have this invaluable skill set. One, I want to be on a mat all the time. And freaking Josh is doing—he's in the wrestling room in the morning, taking morning class, he's going to wrestling four times a day, doing, yeah, doing a noon class and coming in at night. And the thing is, like in our student creed, we we say we're trying to build true confidence. Why do I call it true confidence? These these like young teens and tweens—they're oozing confidence because it's not theoretical and hypothetical. Yeah, this is not—they're not punching and kicking the air. They're not. Thinking in, yeah. their, in their head like, man, I wonder what would happen if I got into a fight. Yeah. They do it every day. Every day they know fighting. what they're good yes. at. They yeah. know that they're good at the double leg yeah. or that they're really good at the body lock yeah. or they're really good at triangle people like like Skylar Nachersky. It's triangle everywhere. I can't get her to talk much, but when I do, it's it's great because I'm like, Skylar, what's the strategy for Naga? And she just shrugs. I'm like, are you going to go for the takedown? And she shakes her head no. Still nothing. I'm like, you're going to pull guard? She shakes her head, yeah. I'm like, and then what? Triangle. She goes, triangle. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and now, did you? why is she so confident in saying that? Because she's battling every day. She knows what she's good at. Did you ever hear her? She'll talk shit to people. Get out of here. She'll say little oh, things. She'll, like, she'll say little things. Like, she was working with her sister at comp class. Yeah. 
and she's giving she's giving Kira the be, the yeah. business. Dude, and Skyler's a murderer. She is, and again, we've said it before. She poses wanna, a big problem for a lot of these tough kids over here. It, because before you know it, like like Jax is going, how did I get triangle? Well, Skyler is a, a good example of the most valuable trait that somebody can have on the mat. And here are some of her other traits. She's really long, mm-hmm. right? She's pretty strong for like being such like a long, winky girl. Yep. Um, so her guard retention is pretty good, but she does not quit. That's invaluable. She does not stop. Yep. So, dude, when you're a kid, three minutes can be a long time. When somebody just does not acquiesce, they just do not stop fighting you. Yeah. Triangle is always gonna be there. Yeah, always. It's always gonna be there, and she's always. I mean, how many times you just walk by and go, "She's in a triangle again." And here's the, the thing I, about Skylar: I can put her in with anybody. Yeah. I'll put her in with Austin, yeah. and I know that Austin's gonna be like, "Fuck," yeah, <laughs> you know. And Austin's a beast now; yeah. like he's really he's coming on. Really, really turned the corner. I'm really proud of him. Yeah. I, I hope that dude. I know he's gonna play soccer in high school, which that's demanding. I hope we can hold on to him. Yeah, I hope we can hold off on. Off season, we'll, dude, we'll see him in the so, season. He's always been so talented, but now his jujitsu and his toughness are is meeting the talent. Yeah, but dude, Skyler, like I can throw her in with Austin. I can throw her in with Ryan Terry. I yeah. can throw her in with Maddie. Yeah, I can throw her in with Josh. She doesn't feel awkward. She's yep. going to fight. Yeah. I need more of that. You know what's funny is you think about if you were to just walk by and you see the students, okay, and you say, okay, we got uh, Ryan Terry. Then you go, okay, you're going to put this tall, skinny, lanky girl with this kid? How could you do that? And it'd be like, watch. Watch. And they'd go, oh, holy shit. Yeah. I she, mean, because she doesn't stop fighting. Exactly. She doesn't stop fighting. She's literally like, she's got to be like fighting an octopus because there's just legs and arms everywhere. And she's never out of it. Even if she's in a bad spot, she's finding a way to get through. Yeah. So off the mat, she's learning those intangibles of problem solving, which you can't, I mean, you get, you'll get it in wrestling. You're not going to get it in soccer. You're not going to get it in football. You're not going to get it like that. Problem solving, in a a level problem solving. You'll get a little bit. You'll get a little bit, but not to the level that I believe you get. It is. It is. And that's why you look at, you know, wrestlers, high-level wrestlers, and their success rate off the mat, it's through the roof. Yeah, because they're all sociopaths. Well, not just that, but they're They'll do like, anything to get ahead. <laughs> there was a. Uh, you ever see the percentage of uh, like Fortune 500 CEOs? I was just going to say that wrestlers. There's like, and also sociopaths. <laughs> it's like eighty percent. Yeah, they're, they're socio. They failed like the sociopath test. Yep. And they just also happen to have been like collegiate wrestlers. Collegiate wrestlers. You you have to be. Kind you of, have to be. You have to be. That's and and that's the great thing about here. Exactly. Like we're we're killers, like we're yeah. fucking killers. Yep. But the environment not only allows for interdependence and like camaraderie, it requires it. Yes, it's powerful. Yeah, I can only imagine like going to. I, I I wouldn't know if only we had somebody around who I could ask. Going to like the Iowa room. Yeah. And, you know, there's like starters, right? And then there's second, what third string wrestlers. Yeah. I wonder what their relationships are like. Their teammates. It, it, there's got to be some con- contentiousness. When contention, will, from my experience, when wrestle-offs is where you have the divide. But other yeah. than that, you got you'll have, and I, you'll talk to some of the guys who are like starters. Mm-hmm. They're best friends. The third guy on the team. Oh, really? Because they wrestle each other every fucking I'm, day. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that because I could see how it would become adversarial. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, look. 
you get to that level and it's you there's a divide like Bo nickel yeah he's okay He's pretty adequate at what he's been able yeah, to so do. Yeah, so I guess it's like backing up Tom Brady. Like, you're not going to see the field. You might as well be a good backup. And make him a couple million dollars doing it. Yeah. But you have your camaraderie. God, I can't even speak today. Your camaraderie is built on the fact that, just like here, you're always working with your favorite training partner. You're always working with this guy. You're yeah. always – and the guy's going to help you when you need to cut weight. And he's going to help you when you're doing these things. He's there for you. It's a team. I mean, the wrestling was – and look – just like here, I'm sure there's people that don't get along or they don't really, you know, converse with each other for whatever reason. Yeah, but the good thing is if so, if you don't get along with somebody in here, you just don't train with them. Yeah. And it's a non-issue. Exactly. And I'm sure it's the same and way. And if you don't like how either. somebody trains, you just don't train with them. Exactly. I had, I had a really good talk with, uh, you know, there's no reason to hide it, with Aiden, who, you know, if you ever train with Aiden, he yeah. trains hard, man. Yes. And he's really strong. Yes, I think he because he, he does crazy. He, he's like a cyclist. Yeah. So his legs are made of wrought iron. Yes. And he's just that's his. He's got like him and his brother, mm -hmm. like Zane. Like they probably yeah. just grow up like me and my brother beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. So that's like you know, that's kind of his disposition. Yeah. And it's all good. You can imagine who his favorite person on earth is like to train with is Gallagher. Yeah. Because they <laughs> they just try to kill each other. Complete mayhem. But uh. Here's why this this is why I tip my cap to Aiden. Like we got done training Saturday, we had a good round, and he's like, um, he's like, Professor, you keep saying that we're not a comp school. Like, why do you keep saying that? And I was like, Look, man, like we kind of are. Like we're a, a school that supports competition, so you could say we are, but we don't put the focus on that. Yeah. Now here's why: if you put the focus on competition and therefore the competitors. You immediately create like a tiered system. Yes, and the competitors Cast get a, yeah, the competitors get a little more like, uh, you know, attention. Yeah, dude, like they have like that aura around them. I don't want that shit here. Yeah, like that because it gets really adversarial really mm -hmm. quickly. And when you get when you only support competition, regular training becomes comp way more competitive than it should be. And when it becomes way more competitive, it becomes somewhat adversarial. Yes. And once that happens, you're not going to, like we've talked about before, you're not going to open up as much as you should. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be like, you know, holding yourself back in terms of growth. And everybody turns into an asshole. Yeah. So there, there you go. Knuckle dragger. But he, I, here's what I like about what he said. He's like, you know, I got to tell you, like I, he's like, I real, he's like, I, I realized, and I told him, I was like, dude, you compete. Um, so I want you to still capitalize on all the great rounds you could get. Like you just have to have the awareness to know who you're training. Like yeah. if it's Gallagher, <laughs> have, at, have it. at it. If it's Big Al, go for it. If it's me, let's go. Mm -hmm. You know, and I pointed out like a few of the guys where it's obvious you can grip and rip it, dude. Yeah. I was like, but I po pointed to like a couple like of our, our older like recreational students. I'm like, you're not, you're going to get a great round. I'm like, look, like Bogus Law is very technical. Yes, he he's is. very skillful. He's not going to compete. Yeah. So you're not having a competitive round. Exactly. You put yourself in bad spots. Go move for move with them. You're going to get a very fruitful round. Technical round. Without fucking alienating people. And he said, he's like, you know, he's, he's like, I stopped. He's like, I got the feeling that people didn't want to. Certain people didn't want to roll with me. Mm -hmm. He's like, so I stopped doing certain submissions. I stopped moving in certain ways. And I'm like, that's the awareness I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that. Yeah, and, it, and it, the beauty of it is you didn't have to tell him he did it on his own. Yeah. You get, because, I mean, I, mean, I want to say that. It probably took a little bit longer than it needed to. Yeah, but. But that's okay. 
look, we've we've had we had somebody that would train with us and they would come into the room and everybody would look the other way and not want to train them. Yeah. I mean, there was for a reason We've you had a couple people. Yeah. Like that. And you've earned that distinction. Well, nobody wants to train with me. Why you do you think Casey is? sure is? Yeah. All right. Well, Casey fucking hurt. We're allowed to say his name. Yeah. Like, I love you, Casey. Yeah, we love you. You literally grew up on my mat. If yeah. I could just get him to stop injuring everybody he touches, <laughs> exactly. he'd be one of our black belts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's very true. And it's a damn shame. He And he's definitely like a special case because he's so fucking strong and explosive. Yeah. Like, even if you've said it, you've said it. I don't know if you've said it on a podcast, but you've said it to us off the mat or on the mat. I've never seen anyone as explosive. Never. I've been doing this. I've been in combat sports for 16 years with the best in the entire world. I've never seen somebody that combines the sheer, like, uh, tensile strength with the explosiveness that Casey has. Yeah. Because he moves like a small guy. He moves like like fucking, like Mighty Mouse. Yeah. He moves like a he moves like um. Ladanian Tomlinson. That from fucking impressive. the Chargers, yeah. like he's short style. Anyway, that that being aside, yeah, like he earned the right. He didn't know why people didn't want to train. And he him. never changed. And look what I happened. I don't think he could. Like he, unfortunately, he didn't change. And 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 Casey leaving was fucking hard. You guys know, like behind sucked. the scenes, I was like, dude, I'm doing everything I can to not yeah. ask him to leave. Yeah. Everything. And then I had like one more shot, and I gave him this kind of choice, and he's like, ah. Nah, it's not going to work, which yeah. I respect. And I told him that. I was like, whatever you decide, I, I love you and I respect it. It's just I can't, can't I can't protect it. my students. Yeah, exactly. And it's a damn shame. But it, there's a whole thing about awareness. You have to be aware yeah, of who you're training with. I'm training with a white belt last night. He's got one or two stripes on his belt. Would it behoove me to smash him? Well, it depends on how he's behaving. Well, that's the thing. There's uh, Look. Full awareness. If I'm rolling with somebody and they're trying to murder me, like murder, murder me, like I owe them a thousand dollars or something, well, you're not gonna get it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna level you up a little bit. You're yeah. gonna, you know, you're gonna feel it. I'm not gonna be mean or anything. It's gonna be all within the realms of jujitsu. Yeah. And and it that wasn't happening. How many guys trying to pass my guard? He can't pass my guard. He's doing this. I let him pass my guard. I let him get in. And I he wasn't just, uh, accidentally elbowing. He exactly, wasn't. exactly. If you're going with somebody that's consistently, if, you, if you've eaten three or four knees and a couple elbows, yeah. all right, things got to, you got to watch what the hell you're doing. For you, sure. No one's going to want to train with you because everybody's going to have uh, concussion syndrome. So. For sure. Yeah. Dude, there's so many ways we could go with this. I'm yeah. uh I'm really fucking excited, dude. Collinswood's looking really good. It's exciting. You know what's cool about Collinswood is it just it's starting to feel like a all dojo. the Italian restaurants. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's just it feels like a dojo. Like when you walk in now, it's all cleared out and like I gotta oh, get. Shit. A, I want to see it. I haven't seen it. It's yet. coming together. Yeah, yeah I want to have all you guys come by. Um, you know, like the changing rooms are kind of all set up, yeah. and the bathroom just got done yesterday, and it's just feeling like a dojo, man. What are we missing? Matt's. Ugh, I didn't want to say it. Yeah, Dolomer fucked me over again. That's a thing. Unbelievable. Yeah, so Dolomer fucked me over at the old location. They Remember when we got Matt, too? Yeah. They, I ordered the mats, paid for them. It's like six weeks past when they were supposed to arrive. Yeah. They're not answering my messages, my phone calls. And then finally, I get Mike Swain himself on the phone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where the fuck are my mats? He's like, uh, look, it looks like uh, they forgot to put in your order. <laughs> I'm like, dude, yeah, I've, been, I've been paying this lease for like three fucking months. Yeah. So how are we going to fix this? He goes, I'll take um, 
I'll take the shipping off. Oh, thanks, guy. You'll yeah. save me two hundred bucks. That's I just great. spent four thousand dollars on yeah. rent. And then and then um Fuji. Fuji fucked me over. They forgot to put in the order for the wall pads. Yeah. And then they sent and us they, the wrong ones. They sent us the wrong ones. <laughs> and then the one the ones that they did send us, I think they got from somebody's dumpster outside of Atos or something. That was delightful. Yes. And then this time around, the same thing. I got, I got one of their, the, the, I'm like, I'm going back to Dahmer. And I talked to the sales rep, this guy, Josh. Shout out to Josh. Thanks for dicking me over. And then uh, I put in the order. I talked to him. And then we're on vacation. But still, I'm, I'm following up. I'm yeah. like, dude, like how we, I'm like, let's follow. What's going like, on? What's, what's going up? On? Radio silence. You're making me nervous. And I get back from vacation, and then I call him, and the heat. I called Dom because I was like, I was gonna try to go above him. Yeah, be like, give me somebody else. And this guy answers. I'm like, can I ask who I'm talking to? Guys, like, yeah, it's Josh. I'm like, fuck. Hey, Josh, it's Pete McHugh. Nice to fucking hear from you, buddy. Yeah. I'm like, you forget something. He's like, uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the wall pads that I I ordered. He's like, um, I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I, I'm usually I'm really nice, but I was yeah. like kind of pissed. He goes, "Well, a couple of my colleagues were on vacation." I'm like, "Were you on vacation? <laughs> like we're a month behind, dude. Yeah. Like I'm paying rent, right? Like, yeah. what are you gonna do to help me?" He's like, "Well, there's really not." I'm like, "No, no, no. Here's what you're gonna, you're gonna put me at the front of the line, and the mats are gonna get here in three weeks, right?" Like yeah. you said, "Dick." That's frustrating. And I told him, I don't like doing this, man. But I was like, look, dude, you're going to put me in the front of the line. This is going to be done first. And this doesn't have to go beyond me and you. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to have to but do you that. Know, but, but, like, help me out. Look at the situation. Yeah, it was annoying. Yeah, I, I, It's been Matt. I remember when you were getting to Matt's. When we were so excited for Matt, too. We were painting it. I took I took my birthday off. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. And you and I were painting the painting uh, Matt too and stuff like that. And it was just empty for months. And it was just like you would walk in the back there and go, "Hmm, I wonder what this room would look like when Matt's in there." It was infuriating, man. Infuriating, I, dude. I don't know what it is. Melissa's like, "Why can't you get somebody to just do the job?" And I'm like, "I think because all these Matt companies just hire like local jujitsu kids." It's got to be, or it's got to be their buddy. Well. With uh, Fuji, I was dealing with Jimmy Pedro's kid, AJ. Yeah. And then when I finally got somebody else on the phone, they're like, dude, AJ's a college kid, man. He's yeah, like he in college right now. He's partying. Yeah. He's like, well, then give me somebody. Then don't let him handle accounts. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, here's the good news. We've got so many like old pads kicking around. If I have to like temporarily throw up like one of the old blue ones. We can do it. Which will be very nostalgic for us. Yeah. We can do it. I just want to get in there, dude. Exactly. I want to get in there, and then we're going to go to Morristown. Let's do it. And then we're going to go to Palmyra. We're going to go to Cherry Hill. Spread them, spread it out wide. Yeah. I'm well, going we're going to spread it out, but I kind of I like the idea of us being close. Yeah. I think that's the key. I think that's the key because, you know, we were talking, and I'm like, man, having to go an hour away to it, t- it separates us. I just like. The, I think every town can support a jiu-jitsu school school. so here's the vision guys and i i I hope that this is clear because i need you guys to be on like we always need the next group of instructors to To pop up up. like like we're getting to the point where you guys are about to like leave home yeah we're gonna we're gonna have like a big vacuum and which is great because there's so much opportunity um and we do have guys coming up dude like anybody who's listening to this if you can convince rondo to leave his job yeah 
Like the kids, <laughs> the kids love him. Yeah. The kid, I haven't, I haven't seen anything like it since like when Tony started teaching tinies. Yeah. They love him. Um, but there's going to be a vacuum. Yeah. Opportunities. Headquarters, I want us to get to a thousand students. Yeah. And really the only way that'll happen is if we take over the smoke shop. So if you guys want to. I would say plant the illegal drugs, but they do that plenty themselves. Drop the bong, and the cops drop the bong over there, maybe. Cops don't seem to care. Um, but I would love to have a 1,000 students at headquarters, and I would love for us to have a location in each of the five surrounding towns. Yeah, that'd be outstanding. And we have instructor training in the morning. We get, like, some lunch. We yeah. go back. We shower <laughs> up. You, you relax. You get ready for night classes. Yeah. It's the dream, dude. It is the dream. We've talked about that for a very long time. Back when we used to do the instructor training on Friday night. Yeah. And yeah. that was nine years ago, ten years ago. Yeah, instructor training. That was just instructor's training. Pretty much. Pretty, but we did a little. We yeah, would we talk. Talked. We would we go talked. through the warm-up and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, we did a bunch of stuff. But it was, this is not a new thing. We've The foundation of what we are was based off of all that stuff. Always. And, you know, we'll never forget about where we came from. You know what I mean? They found the, the original school. Yeah. You know, it was funny. We were driving. Uh, we were getting ready to go to uh, jump on the turnpike to head up to North Jersey. And Sean and I are talking. We're driving up Church Road. Andrew's like, oh, the old school used to be over here? I'm like, you weren't at the old school? You forget. Yeah. You forget. And I'm like, and we're we're right there at the light. And I'm like, yep, yeah, that was Matt 1. Yeah. The I said that hookah lounge is Matt 2. <laughs> I don't know what the other one is. That that was Matt three. That was the overrun, Matt. And I said, yeah, that was it, man. Yeah. And it's just crazy when you think we've come a long way and we're just starting. Yeah, that's the thing. We're just starting. But I do have this sense of urgency because the conditions right now are just so perfect. It's good. We, yeah, a lot like of our, things. You know, our reputation is amazing. Our, our quote-unquote product, like what we're doing on the mat has never been better. Yeah. You guys are all just poised, ready to go. Not only are you guys ready to go, like, you know, that right underneath me and Tony, like, we got, like, you and Battle and, like, Scatino mm -hmm. and Alan. I wish Alan would leave his friggin' job. You know, I'm ready for you guys to go out into the world. Yeah. And then the guys right underneath you, they're getting ready to move up. They yeah. have, like, Aladdin and, and Kenny and Kirtadis. And then yeah. all the guys that are helping out, like RC and, and Rondo and, and Ross is in the mix. Dude. Yeah. Like, Ross has a good thing going. Yeah. It's just, man, we're right there. There's so many exciting things happening. Yeah. And that just means, like, we need more people coming in to help out. Yeah, that is for sure. And... You know, it, we were kind of talking. I think it was it was Tony uh, Scatino and I were talking last night, and it's like, guys, you want to learn a great way to teach jujitsu? Level one, yeah. Help with the fundamentals class. Take yeah. a fundamentals class, and not just to train, but pay attention what's being presented to you, how it's being presented to you. You know how we paint in broad strokes on a Monday, and then how we are on a and Thursday, how we keep Friday. Engagement, and exactly, and it's outreach, and it's connection and it's reinforcing the stuff we're talking we always talk about name three times building the unbreakable bond exactly and that's what it's all about it's all about and just man jump into the level one classes and help like kelly and those I'm, dude, guys i'm glad you there, mentioned you know? that because we've been talking about that like i i want to create this culture shift where and again we are this is what we always bring up it's hard because I want more people, more advanced students to be helping out by taking level one classes. Yeah. Giving back. And it's twofold. It's two way street. Like you're giving back, you're helping out with the, the brand new students, yeah. that, which in turn helps the entire academy, of yep. course. 
But man, like you, you have mastered the basics. Yeah. And if you have any, any desire to be a coach one day, you better be taking fundamentals classes. Exactly. Like you have to know that curriculum like the back of your hand. Yes. You have to know how we deliver it. You have to know the verbal cues. Yeah. And you better be proficient. You better yes. know how to like fucking move. Yeah. So, and even if you don't want to be a teacher, it's just, man. The, it behooves you. It, behooves it really does. You. Yeah, like the amount of value that you provide just by taking a fundamentals class is 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 immeasurable. Look at the difference energy-wise between a noon class and like a Thursday night class. And yeah. it's not to say Thursday night classes aren't great. It's just they're all very brand new beginners. Yeah. So they're very unsure, like they're a little more stiff. They don't want to open up as much. They don't want to like, you know, they feel a little bit more Mm self-conscious. But when you come into a noon class and you got like a couple purple belts and a couple blue belts are in there, like fucking chilling and and having a good time and and they're smiling and they're loose, it changes the whole temperature of the room. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. I mean. It is a beautiful thing. It is. I, I don't even know what else to say. All right, man, look. I got to go get my daughter from basketball camp. She's probably been dunking on people all morning. She probably has. Um, dude, I'm excited for Battle at the Beach. It's going to be a good one. I'll be I'm, there the whole time. It's awesome. I, um, won't be, I probably won't be competing, but I'm going to be coaching my ass off. Absolutely. I might compete. I don't know, dude. Let's see when you get down there. I'll see how I feel by, like, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like And I'll said, see who's in my – right now, you know who's in my division? Gallagher. Some douchebag named Mike Gallagher. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> If I want to kick his ass, I could do that. You here. do it here for free. There's Max Joyce. Look at this kid, dude. He's got to love When that. these teens come in for a daytime class, dude. It makes you feel good, doesn't it? I'm really impressed. It's awesome. Yeah, the uh, I got to say, shout out to the comp class. Um, last week, I, I I challenged them all. I said, you're, and this is a reinforcement, so if you're listening to this, you got until Friday night. Put together a game plan for what you strategize plan on doing. strategy and you better have been visualizing for score the first week or so. blast double yep. get tight dude do grind, about it. grind the guard pass yep. finish on top exactly and that's the whole goal but uh, we'll see you friday Scarlet. night go ahead get out of here i'll see you guys good, good work to you guys